left, Jess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. What's going on, Bakers? How are you? You're almost through the week, and now you're here with Poppy and his baby. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Happy Thursday, happy Friday, happy whenever you're listening. Special episode today, kind of teased this for you guys. Uh, Awesome guest, Trey Kirby. Uh, You may know him from the No Dunks crew. Uh, awesome dude, just an exciting guy to hear talk And he gives us our cheat sheet NBA preview uh, For the second half, or maybe it's a little more than the second half of this show um, He was awesome, uh, and if you're someone like me and BBD Like we've been wrapped up in baseball uh, It's a good little catch up on where the NBA is uh, Some of the young people, we kind of broke it up by conference So uh, if you've been looking to dip your toe uh, into the NBA, he's the perfect person to do it with. He's he's the exact vibe of John Boy Media. He likes having fun. At one point, I mentioned NBA cap stuff, and he was like, "Oh, I don't do that." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, perfect." Um, yeah, we're not a math pod. Uh, before that, we'll give you a little uh, NFL sneak peek for the weekend, and we'll catch you up on baseball. Uh, as we always do Before we do that It's brought to you by Bespoke Post uh, Bespoke Post And their box of awesome uh, Quite literally A box of awesome We actually got three boxes in one box I don't know if that's normally how it works Box in a box in a box uh, And so we had the assortment They covered the spectrum uh, You might see it in the uh, If you watch the vlog Opened it for the cameras uh, knife, if you're on that end of the spectrum And you do knife stuff uh, They got stuff for you there uh, They sent some whiskey bottles um, That's more speaking Poppy's language And they sent a dope travel bag I still have it, I'll grab it It's right there Pretty dope Weekender travel bag They have you fill out a survey So they will tailor the bag to your needs And the best part is it's free to sign up uh, And if you want the bag It's 45 bucks um, and it comes with $70 worth of stuff And if you don't, you can pause it And not get it So if, if you're not feeling it, you're good If you are, they'll send it to you Box of awesome And the cool part is It supports small business 90% of everything that will come in your box of awesome uh, Is from a small up and coming brand So uh, You can get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com. Enter the code Jake at checkout. Uh, boxofawesome.com. Code Jake. 20% off. Um, so that's awesome, literally. Uh, all right, let's 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 do it. We kick off with baseball. You people like that stuff. Uh, as we record this, you see I'm in my well-dressed Wednesday outfit, for those of you watching on the tube. Um Qualifying offers just ended. We'll see if there's any updates in the final minutes, but the tweets are all saying, "But Belt's the only one who accepted. Everyone else declined." 
Brandon Bell, interesting. Um, I thought it was interesting. Uh, you know, 34, he's got some good numbers. He's also got some injury stuff. He's also been a giant his whole life. Uh, so maybe that became the decision there to take the one-year 18.4. Not bad. I think if he hit free agency, he probably he could have got two years somewhere. But He could have bested that total dollar number, but... But who knows? I mean, you know, the guys played 10 years in the league. Maybe, you know, Buster just retired. I'm not saying Brandon Bell wants to retire, but he accepts a qualifying offer. He goes back to San Fran. Clearly knows he likes it there. Everyone else who got the qualifying offer, and I'll run down the list. Simeon, Correa, Freeman, Castellanos, Robbie Ray, uh, Seager. We already know about Erod's story. Belt, Chris Taylor. I think Trevor was kind of interested in him taking that. Um, I don't think so. Iglesias, that was the other real borderline one relief pitcher, but he turns it down. Um, it kind of makes sense too. He'll get years. Uh, Conforto, we thought maybe, but there's big money around him. And Syndergaard also signed. Um, so the qualifying offer is done. We talked about it a little bit on talking baseball yesterday. A uh, couple things to watch for in baseball free agency going forward. A uh, we have the 40-man roster stuff coming up, um, so teams will be moving some bodies around. That could be trades. That could be releasing some people. Um, so for each individual team, that means something else. Like um, the, and the A's are obviously at the forefront of, of a lot of trade rumors. We know their 40-man roster is currently at 28, so if they can right. get somebody, they, I don't know, they get somebody to dump some pieces onto them, whatever. We are uh, bad people. There should be some movement in the next 24, 48 hours. We will see. Um, always makes us a little nervous when we pre-record something. About to say maybe by the time this is out, because uh, we're not going to change it. A little scary. Uh, something else happened. Awesome. All right, we're inserting this somewhere right near the top of the episode, because it's probably part of the reason why a lot of you are here. Justin Verlander just signed with the Houston Astros. Uh, we just recorded Wake and Jake, BBD, bagpacked, ready to walk out the door. Myself, same. Um, Joe's McFly and Chris McFly came in uh, with the gang, so we're hanging out with them for a little bit. Justin Verlander signs with the Houston Astros. Early numbers are 25 mil first year with a player option for the second year, probably in the same ballpark. Uh, Yankee fans, let's be honest, we got excited for it. We had talked ourselves into it. Jeff Passing earlier this week on Talking Baseball. Uh, and yeah, I just retweeted my own meme, uh, Meme King. If Justin Verlander was on the Yankees, I was going to blindly believe in it, that he was going to be great next year and potentially the year after that. If he's not, I mean, I'm going to buy into some of the Tommy John stuff. <laughs> Guys aren't that good after TJ. Uh, we'll the see. The year after. I'm, uh, I'm in the firm believing athletes. Uh, Justin Verlander kind of deserves that. To go with a lot of the all-time guys that pitched into their 40s and all that stuff uh, That being said, we'll see We'll see what he looks like Houston, uh, I think it was our talking Baseball group chat the other day um, And I think there was some talk like Oh, Houston, you know, Seattle's on the rise And what, are the Angels going to make a lot of moves? The Angels actually get pitching beyond Cindergard. Houston's going to be there we see it every year. <laughs> Houston's going to be there. We see it every year. Uh, they have to figure out shortstop, uh, and they could. There's some stopgap guys, Andrelton Simmons, 
Iglesias. They have shortstop prospects they like a lot. Uh, they could sign a big guy. This year. Houston could sign. They could re-sign Correa. They could sign Story. Houston's going to be back. Uh, Verlander signs with Houston. Good for him. Another guy gets more money than the qualifying offer coming off of TJ. <laughs> And the pitching market continues to go. So later on in this episode, you're probably going to hear me say a couple times, well, as long as baseball doesn't break in the next 12 hours, it broke 12 minutes after we record. So we'll insert this in early. Uh, Thank you, guys. Still a lot of other fun stuff in the episode. Verlander to Houston. Pitching market continues to go. We talk about that in this episode. And uh, Justin Verlander not going to Yankees or... Or Dodgers or the other kind of big market rumored team So uh, everyone wants Houston to die And uh, yeah So enjoy the rest of the episode I don't. Is there anything else to add BBD? Not really It just happened No I mean it just happened I'm guessing by the time this is out we'll fully know financials But I know it's 25 million is guaranteed So is that going to mean Like it's a two year 40 million dollar trade But because he has an opt out If he opts out he gets like a 5 million dollar buyout Or something So I am curious what like the full structure is gonna be And by the way Um, This is what I'll say To get 25 million For one year With a big old player option too Justin Verlander must have looked Pretty damn good in that bullpen Yeah I mean come out 96 Um which I think is all the reports was he was like comfortably ninety six, and that's not him being mid season form. Uh, that's his like he's just proven he's healthy bullpen, so and that kind of stuff. So, all right, uh, Astros. A lot of you probably want them to go away. They will not. Verlander signed with them. More pitchers are going to go. Uh, we'll see you guys at some point next week, or you don't even need this part. All right, bye. And that's how fast stuff moves. Uh, that being said, I think the other thing that you should be uh, conscientious of, uh, as Yankees news currently reports, they're not chasing one of the big free agent shortstops, which feels a little weird. That, from well, that feels like just what you're supposed news. to say when you are the owner and are that's just leverage stuff. I think the bigger thing is we approach December first, uh, which is kind of a pseudo deadline as the CBA runs out uh, and guys won't be able to sign. Is that only Well I guess Brandon Belt Kind of signed but also not really No free agent uh, Position players have signed yet Uh, And it's going to be interesting To see who sets the market there Because the pitching market has somewhat Been set Not not necessarily at the top Syndergaard 1 year 21 Erod 5 year 77 Hell Heendog 1 for 8.5 We forget about that one uh, the pitching market has started I think we're going to see more of that um, You know If you're a Steven Matz Or Discalfani And you get your good offer And it's in line with the other stuff You probably just want to punch it And know where you're going And have your contract ready to go Have time to literally like Look for a house Get a house Move your family uh, We forget about these things uh, so as long as the numbers kind of what they were expected coming in, or maybe what they expect now that guys are signing. So and so far, those the contracts have delivered for the most part. I yeah, think it's the, been what guys would have hoped for coming in. Everyone likes the pitching numbers. Um, 
you know, there's a couple wild cards out there. Rodon is still a big one because he was so good, but he has injury stuff tied to it. If you're a, a Mats or, you know, kind of that next tier of pitchers and you get the offer, John Gray, I don't know. Interested to see. Uh, and we'll see when the first position player falls because that someone's got to take the dip. Uh, and you wonder if it's just a mid-tier corner outfielder who gets what they're looking for or is one of the big boys going to have to sign? Is it going to have to be a Correa? Is it going to have to be um, Simeon, Marte, Frederick? Freddie Freeman's the interesting one for me because we all assume he's going back to Atlanta. Um, he cool. seems like a guy who could just get it done quick. So maybe, maybe it would make sense, market. right? Uh, it feels like there's not a lot of negotiating wiggle room. You know, it's not a ten year thing. It's not a two year thing. Like you kind of have to ride it out till he's thirty nine, forty, whatever he wants, really. Yeah. Um. So we'll see what goes on there. I'm I'm really interested because that would kind of be a bad if none of these guys, if none of the position players go before the December first deadline. That's that kind of stinks. Um, so we'll see I, And again, we're playing with fire a little bit In the next 12 hours <laughs> Something could happen yeah. I don't know if it will I, I guess it, to an extent Obviously CBA stuff it adds a adds a deadline to it this year But in general, like Pitching, good pitching's good pitching and right. If you can get it, you can get it Teams make their moves Detroit Teams, and yeah. Erod um, We're like the position players Like there's fallback options like the specific positions and there's a chipping away factor. Yeah, there's a chipping away factor. Uh, so that's kind of the baseball update as of now. We'll see how quickly that will change. Um, also, we might not be baking next week. We'll see. Yeah, um, I meant to maybe Wednesday we'll do something. We'll we'll see. Me and BBD will talk about that. Uh, if not, sorry, Thanksgiving. Uh, if yes, we'll throw something out there for you guys. Maybe maybe one episode next week. Maybe Wednesday morning. Um, Looks like it would be less headaches if we get one done. But I think so. I, I think we can do that. Uh, that's a little housekeeping for next week. That's the baseball. Um, and I do think I'll, I'll do our I, – I skim the NFL schedule. Um, we won't kind of do the every game thing that we've been doing. Uh, one of my Patriots buddies texted me Thursday night. He thinks it's a full trap game. Falcons just got rolled on by the Cowboys. Patriots starting to get some love from us, from the media. Um, I can see that. I could also see the Falcons kind of falling apart after last week. They got destroyed. Um, Patterson's out. Or he's bang- he's still questionable. He's still questionable, but, but probably quick, out. It's a quick turnaround. I heard some rumors about if you're the Falcons, do you do you want to bench Matty Ice to see if uh, what's his name that backup quarterback Rosen to see if Rosen's oh, got anything? Dead. How about that? Yeah, uh, he got put Whoa. in the game last week. Um, NFL, uh, this is an analysis, but that could see that Colts Bills could be a game. Bills could roll them. Um, Ravens, Bears, I don't think anyone cares. You can have your own scouting report on that. Um, Browns, Lions, same. Uh, Titans, Texans, nope. Packers, Vikings should be a good game. Um, In Minnesota, Green Bay's favored by two. Vikings fighting to get their season back in line. Uh, We'll see. You'd you'd like to think that'll be a fun football game. Jets, Dolphins, no. Sorry. Flacco. 
yeah. getting the start. So uh, Dolphins might be getting some juice going. We'll see. Tua's getting the start. So if he has another good game, if you're a Dolphins fan, you could like that. Um, Something to watch. Saints-Eagles, it's in Philly. Philly's favored by one and a half. Good for them. Um, I don't know. I and if they win, I don't want to watch that. Uh, the the Cowboys are like actually good this year. Like it's kind of not the same NFC East. But, yeah. So I, it's I was gonna say in that division, you get to five and six now. You get another win. You're at five hundred. But eh. if uh, Devonta Smith has a good game, that's someone you should speak about it's impactful. more. Um, Panthers host Washington. Panthers could get to six and five. Cam. McCaffrey's back uh, BBD and Bobby's Panthers from the beginning of the year Washington coming off beating Tampa um, You know If I had a if I had a bet I'd place it on Carolina Washington reading the tabloids The tabloids Where are we? European soccer club <laughs> Jags, Niners, no um, Niners could get back to 500 That would be big for them It's in Jacksonville West Coast team coming east You could spin that But Jags kind of eat bugs Niners looked really good <laughs> Bengals Raiders, two five and four teams that are a little messy. That could be fun. Bengals favored by a point in Las Vegas. I I think that could be a fun watch. Is there an element of that game like losers dead? Uh like half. Like obviously there's time, but I think it's this sounds a little dumb, but the winner is just in a good spot. Six and four. Yeah. They they winner gets a big exhale. Yeah. Like winner is not guaranteed a playoff spot, but you'd almost have to screw up hard to not get one. Yeah, and the Raiders are just like overcoming so much off the field, so they're they're kind of dead in my head already. But they played so well early and and have largely overcome it. Should be entertaining. Bengals, uh, everyone wants to be good. Cowboys, Chiefs, seven and two versus six and four. This is going to be the are the Chiefs back game. Feels uh, like this is. Uh... The for, game of the weekend For the Cowboys This is the Are they actually a Super Bowl contender In Kansas City Kansas City favored by two and a half That shows you What people still think about the Chiefs uh, That'll be worth the watch That's That feels like the game of the weekend Cardinal Seahawks We'll see if Russ is back And actually cooks He didn't last week um, And Kyler should be back So that should be good for the Cardinals Um Steelers Chargers is your Sunday night game. Um, and that's kind of fun. Chargers are a lot better team. Steelers 5 3 and 1. That's a perfect little sneak into the playoffs record. That tie might save them. Or maybe they'll eat bugs the rest of the way. So, Giants Bucks on Monday. Oh, Monday night. So, uh, I think the 4 p.m. slate is your true winner, uh, by the way, if you're planning out your Sunday. Cowboys Chiefs, you're gonna want to watch that. Um, with a little flip to Bengals Raiders to get to get some spit show going on. All right. Uh again, covered a lot there pretty quickly and could all be ruined if a huge MLB player signs in the next twelve hours. Hopefully they don't. Uh let's kick it to Taco Trey. Again, just an awesome dude. Uh kind of naturally electric. Love that. Uh, had a good talk with them, and this could be your instant 30-minute catch-up into the NBA this year uh, if you've been looking to do that like I know I have. Uh, so enjoy, and we'll be back uh, We'll be back after for quick comments, bro, of the night, and 
send you on your weekend. So here we go. Boom. We are joined by Taco Trey Kirby. No dunks. Uh, Trey, thanks for coming on. We were introduced very briefly. Was it this time last year? I, I forget when it was. Um, but man, it was excited to cross paths with you guys. We similar vibes, I think, for what we try to do across our our sports, our respective sports, as of now. Um, so thanks for coming on, man. How you doing? Uh, I'm feeling great. Uh, yeah, we talked on the phone, on the Zoom, whatever you want to call it, about a year ago, and said, "Hey, one year from now." <laughs> The Chicago Bulls are going to be great, and the Atlanta Braves are going to be World Series champions. So I'll come on and talk then, because you're right. We're just a bunch of experts out here trying to have fun with the sports we love, completely knowledgeable about everything that we're talking about. So, yeah, very similar vibes, no doubt. Sports are fun. And, yeah, that's uh, our our favorite baseball phrase that I, I think scares scares a lot of the bigwigs. like, you know more about our team than we do. Um because especially baseball, because you watch every game. I don't watch every game. Um, but uh, at what baseball stuff do you need to get out? Because you do have your Braves hat on. I I just told you a second ago I was happy for you uh, for your Braves run. You were enjoying it. We were having some fun on the internet, especially uh, I think Dylan Lee got a start, uh, and that was kind of a tough one for baseball in general because it was like, who? Um, but how are you doing? Are you still in, you're still basking in it? Oh, I'm still basking in it. Every once in a while, I'll just remind my daughters, Hey, the Braves won the world series this year. Don't take it for granted. You don't know when it's going to happen again. I hopped on the Braves bandwagon when I was like seven years old. I got sick one day, ended up home from school for a week. And of course the Braves are on TBS all the time. They had Deion Sanders at the time. So I hopped in. I'm like, this is great. They never lose except for when it gets to the world series. Then I graduated high school and had to wait until I was a fully grown adult man, an old looking adult man for them to (laughs) finally make it back. Uh, But it was totally worth it. It was awesome. Uh, Though I will say trying to get to the parade was maybe not the easiest thing Mm. uh, in the history of Atlanta. Tried to go to the downtown one and they were just zooming by. They were gone so quickly. What was that? I mean, traffic's bad here. Traffic's bad (laughs) everywhere. So to me, it seemed like they were in a hurry to get to the stadium, uh, to the suburbs there in Cobb Cobb County. So anyways, I missed the downtown one, hopped on the highway to try and go see the one uh, up at the stadium and saw the team driving by me on the highway. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, this is Uh not going to be good. But uh, finally made it up to the stadium, caught the very end of the parade and Oh my goodness! I don't think I've ever let out more "let's goes" in my life than I did as those guys were driving by. Let's go! <laughs> let's go! Let's Great go. times. That's uh, that's awesome. And yeah, it's the uh, man. You you never know with sports. That's uh, you know, the Braves could win three of the next five, or we could you know, <laughs> be another couple moons. But uh, happy for you on that. Have you in a have you in Dallas Braden compared mains ever? Has that happened on the internet? I could compare to a few Dallases, no doubt about that. Dallas Braden, I've got Dallas Keuchel back in the day. Yeah. He was a brave here for a little bit of time. Uh, James Harden, I used to get. Yeah. There's one key difference, I would say. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, once you grow long hair and a beard, 
That's like every third tweet I get is, did I just see Trey Kirby? Somebody said that Phil Collins looked like me, mm. like a young Phil Collins. I was like, come on, this is a stretch here. <laughs> Not everybody with a big beard looks like me. And Many we know people. we know that you, unlike James Harden, you've stopped trying to draw fouls. Um, so that's that's the big separator. Um, Dre, I wanted to bring you in, uh, and I've, I've told you this twice now, so I feel silly repeating it, but... Um, we got caught up in baseball season. Uh, this company was built on it, and that's a reason why, and that has leaked into everything we do. So I love sports. I'm a traditional sports center kid. Uh, I loved getting every highlight of every game. That was my original dream here, and then I realized, well, that's exhausting. I get why they don't do it. Uh, so we started every day. Now we're twice a week, and we, we hit the big stuff. It's It's tough to cover every Kansas City Royals game and get the highlights out but uh, we do love the NBA me and BBD have done some Knicks stuff uh, for a while talking Knicks we are Knicks fans uh, which is an exciting year for them and we kind of I guess where this show has landed is if there's still a lot of sports fans out there that ESPN kind of doesn't scratch the itch. It's a, it's, it's still too high level. Where there's people that like the sport, like I want to hear about what's going on with the Wizards. Is our Golden State like the actual favorite favorites now? Because God, they've looked good. So, um, and I guess if you want to start with your Bulls, because that's what you're most passionate about. Um, and they are making some headlines in the East this year. So I guess let's start in the East if you want to start with your Bulls because that's probably what gets you going the most, and we can we can see where we land on it. 100% got to start with the Bulls. They're fully back now. Last year I was saying they were back, and they were. They were closer to back than they'd ever been, but this is finally the year. It's actually pretty funny. Um, for the past four seasons, basically since the Bulls traded Jimmy Butler after the 2017 season, the Bulls and the Knicks – have the most losses of any teams in the NBA. Yep. So I'm loving that they're both actually competitive and the bulls. It's almost hard for me to believe that the bulls are a big story around the NBA and that people are taking them seriously. Cause for me, I'm watching every game regardless, like it's game seven of the finals right. and it is the most important thing. So I have to kind of check myself sometimes to be like, is this the most important thing to people who are not living and dying with the bulls? But it kind of is right now because they're on a huge West Coast road trip. They got five games against Western Conference teams. It used to be because the circus would come to town, but I looked it up. Uh, it's right. Genesis has a reunion show at the United Center this week. So awesome. all the Phil Collins fans can't believe he's getting two shout outs here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> ad. Ad. yeah, not a not a plug here, but I mean. <laughs> Holler at us. We're easy lovers. No big yeah. deal. Um, but yeah, they're actually good this year. They beat the Lakers and the Clippers on the road in Los Angeles for the first time. It's the first time they've swept a back-to-back -back in LA since 2011, since the Derrick Rose era. And mm. that's the last time the Bulls actually made any noise in the NBA, but they made a whole bunch of moves in the past calendar year. They brought in Bucevic at the trade deadline last year. Then Zach Levine was out with COVID protocol, so they never had a chance to bond and play that much together last season. Then, obviously, they brought in Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, DeMar DeRozan, honestly, a bunch of guys with L.A. ties who were straight up balling out there in the Staples Center. So it's been exciting to see the Bulls stack up wins. They're 10-4 and four right now. Two of their losses came against the 76ers in back-to-back -back games. Other than that, they've looked like a team that can at least make some noise in the Eastern Conference Finals. I know I was feeling like an insane person before the year saying it's possible they go to the conference finals if everything breaks right. But 
I've heard other people say it as well at this point. I heard Richard Jefferson say it. I was like, that guy's an actual NBA player. If he thinks the Bulls can go to the conference finals, maybe I'm not that crazy. And maybe it's just your year. Maybe the Braves pass it to the Bulls, and and that's you write a book in a couple years, like my my sports journey, the um, magic touch. Yeah, I will work on the title. Uh, my sports journey seemed pretty pretty lame. Um, magic it's a touch title. Magic touch is getting better. Um, is is kind of the story of the East because you're right with the Bulls, and I mean, hey, I you know the Knicks had a lot of excitement coming into this year. Um, Sixers, I mean, they have a lot of other storylines going on. Is the Nets are kind of the big bad wolf, um, and you know they have their own stuff going on with, uh, with Kyrie, and we'll see if there's ever a solution around that. I mean, is is the story of the East kind of are the Nets going to fully put it together and and be the Nets? And we're talking about Harden, Durant, and either Kyrie or potentially another guy if they were to trade or, or whatever it may be. Is it seeing if that's real and then we can talk Bulls, Heat, Knicks, whoever else? Or are they in the pot with everyone and they deserve to be there? Well, the Nets had a weird start to the year. They started three, uh, two and three, and James Harden really looked like he was being affected both by coming back from a hamstring injury, which he had uh, during the playoffs last year, and then all these new foul rules where he wasn't getting the calls that he was used to. They've strung together quite a few wins here. They obviously lost uh, to the Warriors earlier this week, but I think you're going to let that one slide because the Warriors look like the class of the NBA right now. But the Nets have turned it around, and they've been good enough so far early this season the Kyrie Irving story has become less and less of a distraction at this point. Now it's kind of just figuring out the right five guys to put in. Cause you saw in that warriors game, LaMarcus Aldridge is a player for them. Who's playing like 20 minutes a game and they couldn't even get him on the court just because he's a lot slower than the strategy. They want to play against a team like the warriors, the Milwaukee bucks are also a favorite in the Eastern conference. Right. They're the defending champions. They were the number one seed, the two prior seasons previous to last year, but they've really struggled out of the gate as well. Brooke Lopez has missed a lot of time. That's really taken their defense down a notch. Middleton has missed time. Uh, Drew Holiday has missed time. Giannis has been there putting up his standard 26 and 12 kind of nights, just casually dominating. But they're struggling. They're 11th in the Eastern Conference yeah. right now. But I don't think anybody really believes that the Bucks and Nets aren't going to, at the very least, be competitive come playoff time. The problem now, however, is that these games in the – beginning of the season, they still count as much as the ones at the end of the regular season. So perhaps they accidentally run into each other uh, in the playoffs before the conference finals, which then opens up a slot for the Bulls or the Hawks or the Knicks, one of these teams that maybe you're not expecting uh, to make a long run. But to me, the Nets and Bucks are still going to be the class of the Eastern Conference just because they've got so much top level talent. They've both got like multiple players who are top 75 all time. So at the end of the year, after 82 games, it's likely we see the Nets and and the Bucks near the top of the standings there. But I don't think it's as clear-cut of a case as it seemed coming into this season. Yeah, I guess I, I showed a little disrespect to the Bucks there. But, uh, yeah, it, it's part of, partially because of that slow start. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, with uh, <laughs> Giannis, I mean, he's... He's so different. It's it's so fun to watch when it's right. And they, they have to kick it into gear, and, you know, they will be a playoff team. And then you're right. I, I mean, you wonder how 
how the seeding lands. Should we be talking about the Wizards at all? Are they fun? Are they, like, are they uh, one of my fun tests? And I forget who started it. I don't know if it was Rosillo or if it was anyone else, but it was the, the league pass teams of the year. Like, are, are the Wizards worth watching at all, or are we going to laugh when we look back at the NBA standings and be like, remember when the Wizards uh, were on top of the East? Yeah, we're going to look back and definitely laugh that they were on top of the East, at least this deep into November, but they're a lot more fun to watch this season than they have been for the previous couple of seasons. Basically, what the Wizards did was turn Russell Westbrook's humongous contract into five different players. They got a whole rotation out of trading one guy, and it's all players that have like high-level playoff experience. Like Montrez Harrell is a sixth man of the year. He obviously fell out of favor with the Lakers. Same with the Clippers, but the guy is incredible during the regular season. He's one of the toughest players to play against night in, night out, because he's going to be the hardest playing guy out there. Suddenly, he's getting MVP chance at the free throw line. (laughs) Kyle Kuzma hit back-to-back threes to steal a win last week. They're just showing up and making plays because they're all solid players. Like, the top 10 guys on the Wizards could play for any team, and that has not necessarily been the case for the Wizards for the entirety of Bradley Beal's career, and that's the other thing with the Wizards. Maybe they're not quite as good as a team as they have been to start the season, but Beal's going to pick it up. He's really struggling out of the gate so far, and he's missed the past couple of games as he's mourning the loss of his grandmother, but he's going to start being a 30-point-per-game scorer like he has been for the past three seasons, and when he gets better at offense, it's all right if they take a little bit of a step backwards defensively. The Wizards, they're not a top four seed, I don't think, but I think it's definitely possible they get into the top six or at the very least the play-in tournament. And that's, if you're a Wizards fan, that's got to, you have to be stoked. I mean, this this is a franchise that in recent years hasn't had any of those good vibes, really. I think if they were 3-10, and none of us would be surprised right now. And instead, they're 10-3 and and... And having some fun with it, I guess we won't drink the Kool Aid. Who, uh, who, who are the fun teams? Because I think, you know, like I said, being a baseball fan, especially during the year, you know, Yankees, it's they're on seven to ten. You find the late night flip game. This time of year, it becomes NBA, and and you you find your game, or at least the flip game. Um, I guess in the Eastern Conference, if the Heat, Cavs, uh. I mean, I think the Magic are kind of fun but bad. What uh, who, who are the teams that we should be flipping to, to to at least get some good entertainment out of? Eastern Conference, I would have told you the Cleveland Cavaliers until this week, but they've had injuries to Colin Sexton and, most importantly, Evan Mobley. He's kind of been the yeah. rookie of the year through the first month of the season, but now he's going to be out two to four weeks. Kind of a bummer. He's definitely the most watchable guy on that team. I still love watching LaMelo with the Hornets. They've kind of been up and down to start the year, but he's just a different kind of player. It's like watching a young Jason kid as he's trying to figure it out and just highlights that don't make sense. A little similar to the way Jokic passes the ball, though obviously different player types. And then in the Western Conference, like the Warriors are the best team in the league. They're the best team in their conference. And they're the most watchable team because Steph Curry is playing at unanimous MVP kind of levels right now. It looks like the 2015 Warriors before Durant ever made his way there because Curry, I don't know how he got better at shooting. I read an article this week that he thought missing a swish by two inches was too much. So now he's trying to like shoot for a three inch spot in the rim. Only a Curry could pull that kind of thing off and somehow it's working for him. He had a slow start for him. Uh, to the start of the season, but now he's putting up 30s and 40s and knocking down from half court like it's no big deal. So 
I mean, that's the problem for me. Uh, we're in the East Coast time zone as well. A lot of late starts for those Warriors games, yeah. but you want to see all of them because you don't want to miss one of these Curry moments. And I guess we we can start going over uh, to the left coast a little bit. And hey, uh, Lamelo Ball, you're right. Um, that that dude is special, and it's the Ball brothers. I'm a big Lonzo guy. Uh, anyone who's passed first is gonna speak to my soul a little bit. And what he's become as a shooter, scorer, and I think probably one of the more underrated defenders in the NBA nowadays. What what he can do with his length. Um, I'm I'm sure you get to enjoy that on an almost nightly basis. That's right. 45% from three for Lonzo as well. And that was the big question for him. He's a 30 point shooter or 30% three point shooter coming out of uh coming out of college, but he's obviously put that together. His jumper looks a lot better. And then the defense, like you're saying, is amazing. Lonzo and Caruso, they when they are sharing the court together, the energy is unmatched they're all over the court they're getting deflections everywhere and then they both really want to run it and push it in transition so the bulls are getting a lot of fast court uh, a lot of fast break full court baskets and that's certainly a lonzo thing and if that guy could play in staples center for every single one of his games he probably averaged 40 a game the way he was dancing on the lakers there in the fourth mm. quarter obviously a lot of extra motivation against that team but uh you know, Magic Johnson said his jersey was going to hang from the rafters there mm. at some point after his career so, you know he likes playing there at the very least. Crypto.com. <laughs> that's uh, right. Center. That's right. God, that's wild. Um, that, that was the woe moment on Twitter uh, this morning as we record. Um, a, lot of the, a lot of the older heads were, like, mind fully blown. Like, I, I think we kind of get it whenever money gets involved and all that. But <laughs> uh, the Staples Center being named the Crypto.com, that felt kind of like a life moment. Like, what? Like... So crypto is real. <laughs> um, uh, like God in LA, uh, that's nuts. Can you before we go out west? Can you say a couple nice things about the Knicks? It pains me to say nice <laughs> things about the Knicks, but the Knicks are totally back. I was a little worried that they had maybe peaked with their season opening win, and then the incredible side talk NYC Bing Bong video. Right. But I think that they're going to be eaten off Bing Bong for the entire year. I saw that. Uh, I think they had Bing Bong guy and KD. Don't you regret not coming to the Knicks guy? Those guys yeah. were they united at uh, at the Knicks last home game, and that seemed to be the perfect combination for them. The, Knicks the guy are a weird who's team though. The guy who's just been make who just makes noise has been cited there a lot too. Oh, uh, um, face shake guy. I love that. Yeah, guy. yeah. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Got it. But uh, the Knicks are a strange team. They they came back last year, surprised everybody by playing Tom Thibodeau basketball. They were yeah. awesome on defense and did barely enough on offense to get by. This year kind of feels like the exact opposite. They've got a lot of offensive players and the defense is really struggling. I know that Knicks fans are having having some tough times figuring out why the starters are so bad and the bench is so good. But as long as the bench stays good, I think it's worth it. I don't know if you can expect to get all defense levels of play from Taj Gibson for the entire year. But as a Bulls fan, seeing them run back all those ex-Bulls out there with the ex-Bulls coach, even if I'm not happy for Knicks fans, I'm happy to see the Knicks doing well. Yeah, I mean, Tibbs and Taj, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, they are the per they are the perfect storm. Um, they are the perfect storm. They're That's... So much fun, and yeah, we're it's it's gonna be exciting to see the hopefully the starters do figure it out, and as as they play more games, I mean Kemba, Fournier, Barrett, Randall, and Mitch Rob, that's a it's a fun crew. It's a 
it's been a nice little journey for us to get to the point where last year was our Bulls, kind of like you were saying, is this real? Is is anything real last year? And now it feels like it kind of is. The Knicks aren't a joke anymore, which is a nice place to be. Um, let's uh, let's finally go out west, uh, and it starts with Golden State. Um, man, Curry, you're right. It's it's unbelievable. It like it it really. There's no comparisons. There's nothing. He uh, when he turns it on and his level of good basketball times fun, uh, it's just wild. And I mean. Clay's not back, right? Um, not yet. So, like, and hey, there's a there's one of the better basketball players to ever play the game. So, man, man, at Golden State, and you're right, and I I think you you said it briefly. Like, there's a basketball purist in Steph's game and the way Golden State plays, like passing the ball and their effort. On any given night is so special that, like they're they're fully back. We're talking about the Knicks and the Bulls being back. Golden State is back and back to their scary, changing the sport, best team ever level of basketball. Well, I think you nailed it, Jake. They are the title favorites right now. They've been the best team in the league, and they're still going to be getting Clay Thompson back at some point. Now, Clay hasn't played for basically two years. He's coming off two nasty injuries. So who knows exactly what he's going to do, but anything he does is just going to be a cherry on the top at this point. It's not like Clay Thompson is going to have forgotten how to shoot in two years. So even if he comes back and all he's doing is shooting, that's just another shooter out there uh, for a team that's already a top five offensive team with an MVP out there looking like he's in his prime as well. You cannot beat the Warriors in the third quarter. You might think you have a lead, but they, whatever they talk about in the halftime, whatever Steve Kerr says to these guys, they come out and just smash teams in the third quarter. Saw it against the Bulls, saw it against the Nets. The defense picks up, and it feels like Draymond Green can take his defense to another level. And then when he goes to another level defensively, the Warriors get the ball back, and Draymond only ever wants to pass to Steph Curry. They've got like an incredible connection where Draymond knows how to get Curry open, knows the spots he wants to get the ball, and Curry never stops working to get the ball back, even after he dishes it. And that's Warriors basketball right there. Exactly like you're saying, they're totally back to the place where Curry is happy to get rid of the ball. Take it. That's not the case for a lot of star players out there, but he'll give it to whoever it is. He'll give it to Moses Moody. He'll give it Mm. to Jordan Poole, these guys who don't have long track records of success in the NBA, but he builds them up, and then the ball finds his way back to him anyways, and then he's money from wherever he's shooting the ball. So it feels like they've got the best offensive player in the league and the best defensive player in the league, which is a pretty good start for a team that already has a lot of championship equity. Yeah, you're seeing Gary Payton highlights uh, every couple nights. Uh Iguodala's been playing good ball for them And I mean Clay hasn't been back Neither has Wiseman Who's uh, I know his rookie year was had ups and downs But as you know He, he was one of the bigger well, Literally one of the better big man prospects in, in a long time And I'm sure he's still got to figure it out But when you're counting on guys like that As almost bonus pieces Or who even knows I, I don't. Who knows if trades can work out I'm, I'm not great with the NBA cap And they, they've already got a lot there Um God, how do you guys do the cat? Do is is one of the no dunks guys like a cap guru? No, we're actually pretty bad with the money <laughs> as well. But luckily, they've built a lot of tools on the internet for us. Yes. We've got complete competing trade machines that we can use. Uh, but I don't know. 
it gets confusing for me because the qualifying offer in the NBA is definitely different than the qualifying offer for MLB. Yeah. Like I heard Freddie Freeman got the MLB qualifying offer. I'm like, he's back, baby. But I guess that's not 100% guaranteed. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> man, it is so wild. I the I'm starting to understand how people really get into that side of the sport. I mean, for me, I'm a turn on a game and watch it sport fan, but it's it's a whole nother world. But NFL to NBA to baseball, uh, and I think Freddie will be back. But yeah, he's gonna get more than that that qualifying offer sure. the Braves threw out to him. Um, what uh, what are the I guess the rest of the pack in the West? The Suns are there, and I, again, like they were the. NBA Finals Suns last year. We we kind of need to not think about them as Suns teams from the past twenty years or Charles Barkley days or or whatever you'd like to reference. Uh, Mavs and and Luca. I know the the Luca stuff's gone a little quiet, which I kind of like for him. I maybe I'm wrong. You you live much deeper in the NBA world than me, but I remember going into last season, the N- Luca MVP hype was. Everything and it was like, well, you know, I I know he's kind of next, but he hasn't really done it, and we kind of saw that last year. That being said, I'm more than willing to have open arms for Luca. The Jazz are always tough. Nugs, Clips, Lakers. I mean, the West per usual, you look one through seven, and you're like, oh, that team's kind of nasty. Yeah, the West is kind of strange to figure out. The Warriors are running away with things right now, and I think that's even been a little bit of a surprise how good they look without Klay Thompson being there. Just the fact that they look like a title contender, a little bit of a surprise. The Suns are totally flying under the radar right now. They basically brought everybody back and added JaVale McGee, a piece they needed. And they, after a slow start, they seem to have really figured things out. I think they've won nine straight games at this point. They're just a very professional team that has the right kind of players everywhere. They play offense. They play defense, and Chris Paul has everybody organized. So they're looking good. But then it's kind of a mismatch of what's going to happen here. Like the Clippers, we don't know if Kawhi Leonard is going to come back, but they've had a nice start to the season. Are they going to be able to play such a tiny lineup for 82 games? We'll see. That's a big ask. Uh, The Nuggets are missing a lot of players right now. Uh, Jamal Murray still hurt from last season. Michael Porter Jr. just went out. Will Barton just went out. But somehow they keep winning basketball games because Jokic – is a top five player in the league right now. And the Mavericks is a strange one to me. They look so unimpressive out there. They look like there are so many problems and they have so many holes and they're sitting at third in the Western conference. And like you're saying, a little bit of the Luca hype has died down. He came into this season as MVP favorite once again, but they've struggled out of the gate. He's dealing with a rolled ankle right now. So he's going to be out of the lineup for a game or two, but they're getting these wins despite not looking like a team that has figured out anything offensively or defensively. And we know that Luca at least has MVP potential. So you get them in the right playoff series. And if he gets hot, it's easy to see them taking four games off of basically anybody. If he's able to go to that next level, like people have been assuming to me, it's very strange now in the Western conference, LeBron is missing time as well. Uh, Anthony Davis has missed time in the past. We know, And that's what happened to the Lakers last year. They came in as favorites. Those two guys missed a bunch of time. They ended up in the play-in tournament and ended up not doing anything uh, come playoff time. So the Western Conference used to seem settled. It was like the Warriors are going to the finals or LeBron is going to the finals. This year, we shall see. I mean, maybe it'll be the Warriors again. Maybe it'll be the Suns again. I'll look like an idiot, but it feels a little bit more unsettled out West. Yeah, the the Lakers, anywhere I, I normally tune in, I mean... You know, I I think there's almost some sticker shock if you're a 
I guess if you're a loose loose sports fan, that's a really weird term. Um, you know, you, you like sports, but it's it's not your go-to every night when you turn on the TV or, or whatever it is. That you turn on a Lakers game, and I guess you're right, there's some injuries, but on, on a given night, there's supposed to be Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Carmelo, um, I, and I mean, if you start going deeper, Rajon, DeAndre, <laughs> Dwight Howard, um, is the does the basketball community almost want that team to fail? Is that like a rude statement? Uh, I think there's a very much. Uh, I would say the mood around the Lakers is this would be the best team in 2010. This would definitely <laughs> win the championship yeah. in the 2012 season. You know, because it's all old guys, like you're saying. I think they're the oldest team in the league by average. That's why they brought back Taylor Horton Tucker kind of over Alex Caruso. They had to have yeah. one guy who's very young, right? But I don't know. The the Lakers, the Lakers in the regular season, it's almost like you shouldn't pay attention because yeah. all that really is going to matter for them is what they're able to do in the playoffs. We know that LeBron kind of manages his body throughout the season to be freshest come postseason time. And we also know that Westbrook's teams really struggle when he joins to start the season. They have to figure out how to play with a guy who plays the way Westbrook does because nobody else does. He has the ball all the time. He's taking any shot he wants. He's rebounding. He's passing. He's doing everything out there. And it can be kind of confusing for all of these players who have had long careers playing as stars or around stars to have to mold their game around him. But uh, the second half of the season, they tend to put it together. That's what happened with the Rockets. They started slow when Westbrook joined James Harden. That's what happened with the Wizards when Westbrook joined Bradley Beal. Suddenly, your team becomes a Westbrook team and they take off. So I'm expecting that to happen in the second half of the season. But then we've also seen some sad moments for Russell Westbrook in the <laughs> postseason, like crazy shots and yeah. shooting his team out of the playoffs, which is what people are expecting. But... I don't know. That's a long time from now. The Lakers have to make it to the playoffs at this point, and they don't want to be stuck in another play-in situation where you lose one game, lose two games, and suddenly you're out of the playoffs. I think it's going to be more important for the Lakers, and I think they're going to understand this season after last year, they got to at least try a little bit in the regular season. They got to figure some things out and not just be trying to wing it when it really counts. I love it. What um, I, I think kind of one of the final things from my end – the, the young guys in the league, uh, this this rookie class, uh, any rookie class is an interesting one because NBA, I mean, there's there's guys that come into the NBA draft that you just, you have no idea. Um, and it, it's part of what makes it beautiful. I mean, Josh Giddy, I've heard great things. Uh, I haven't gotten to watch him play yet. I, I'm excited to. Franz Wag- Wagner, I've, I've heard really good things about. I guess uh, of the rookies, who who should people know that are, are thriving early or, or they should keep their eye on as kind of being some of the next guys in the NBA. Well, Mobley was the guy to start the season. He's been the most impressive rookie so far, but like I said, he's out for the next two to four weeks. So turn your gaze to Cade Cunningham. Not that he's really flying under the radar, but he started the season on the bench, started slow, scored eight points in his first two games, missed his first 14 three-pointers, and people were like, is this guy ever going to make it? But now Evan Mobley is out, so I think he's going to kind of seize the reins for Rookie of the Year at this point. 25 uh, points in his last game, 5 of 11 from 3. He just seems to be getting a little bit more comfortable out there, uh, you know, not debuting in the NBA. There's not a lot of pressure for the Pistons right now, so I think he's (laughs) going to be putting some things together. And working with so many Raptors fans, I almost have to mention Scotty Barnes. It was kind of a surprise pick that he went number 4 over Jalen Suggs, who ended up going to the Magic. 
But Barnes has looked really good for the Raptors. He's at 16 a game, shooting 51% from the field. He was kind of hyped as a defensive player who could pass the ball, but he's showing a lot more on the offensive end, especially in the post with his little dinkers and dumpers, these little hook shots that he's got, the way he runs the court. He's been a surprise to me how comfortable he has looked in the NBA for being a young guy after one year in college. I thought perhaps the Raptors were going to regret passing over Jalen Suggs, but right now it doesn't look like it. Barnes has been the real deal. Yeah, I remember, weren't weren't some of Scotty Barnes' cops like Draymond-esque? Um, yeah. But he's, he's kind of showing more than that. Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, he's shooting 18% from three, so it's not like okay. the guy is a lights-out shooter, but he can hit him from 16 feet, and I think the fact that he's more willing to take these shots is the impressive thing. I compare him a lot to the Bulls rookie from last year, Patrick Williams. They both were mm. Florida State guys. They were both pitched the same as like a super athlete, an NBA-ready body, and they can handle the ball and pass. But Barnes looks like he's even more athletic than a Patrick Williams to me. He looks like he's probably the most athletic guy on the Raptors, and that's a team full of long, athletic, strong dudes. Uh, so he looks like a perfect fit right there. So shout-out to the Raptors. Shout-out to Toronto. I got to mention him. Scotty Barnes looking good. I love that. Um, BBD, you got anything on your mind? Otherwise, I was I was going to let Trey, for those people that don't know, ask you know, tell tell some people about the no dunks squad, but I know you're a big NBA guy. Has there been anything sitting on your mind over there? I mean, I've only really been able to focus on the Knicks so far, locked into the baseball, watched just about all the Knicks games, and yeah, it's been, I just kind of blindly trust the defense to get better at some point because Tibbs exists, but it also like hasn't happened yet. It'll happen. Maybe. It'll happen. Yeah. It'll happen. They'll get on the same page, and man, uh, with the Braves going so deep in the major league playoffs, I felt like I was shirking my responsibilities, hardly watching basketball. Once all the sports get going at the same time, it's impossible to keep up. It's a, uh, it's a lot, man. I mean, it's uh, something I I learned coming into this. I've lifelong sports fan, like baseball has been the one, but also everything else. And the deeper you get into it, uh, the more, the more you get caught. Uh, so, Trey, I'm sure a lot of the people do know, but no dunks. Do you guys go every every weekday now, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m.? That's right. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. We go live on YouTube. You can find it at No Dunks Inc. Anywhere that's social media-wise. Yeah, we talk about whatever happened uh, the previous night in the NBA. It feels like there's always news. And then the weekends, you know, we kind of recap three days worth of games. But... Very similar to Wake and Jake, you know, just a bunch of dudes having fun, talking sports, living it up. Amen. Amen. Um, thank you, Trey. Oh, I had one last thing, and we do have you have to get out of here. You have a fun event you're going to. I don't know if you want to reveal that to the people, but uh, do you have an NBA hill that you like die on? Like, what's your if you had someone cornered at a bar, like what's the thing that you need to get out to them? All right. Well, first I will reveal I'm going to a Holiday Lights uh, extravaganza here at the Botanical yes. Gardens in Atlanta. A yearly tradition. Uh, going a lot earlier this year. <laughs> I will say we're going pre-Thanksgiving. I don't know. I'm going to have to go twice. Uh, but my NBA hill to die on, Jimmy Butler is better than Paul George. That okay. is going to always be my one. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler made his name for the Bulls while Paul George was making his name for the Pacers. And my my biggest hater take with regards to this is that we wouldn't even know who Paul George is if Derrick Rose didn't get hurt. He's a mm. circumstantial superstar. Mm. He stepped into the void 
left by a real superstar in Derrick Rose with the Chicago Bulls. Suddenly we got to talk about Paul George when Jimmy Butler's a way tougher dude. He shoots a lot more free throws than Paul George. Paul George has been straight up balling this year, and he was great in the playoffs last year while Jimmy got swept out by the Milwaukee Bucks. Bryn Forbes scored more points in that playoff mm. series than he did. So I was eating a lot of crow last year, <laughs> but I don't care. Jimmy Butler's still better than Paul George. It's uh, Jimmy Buckets on a – that's a guy that if he's on TV, I'm going to watch him because, man, is he fun. And I, uh, I'm i so glad I asked that question because that's that was what I was looking for. Uh, Trey, thank you so much, man. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, if you guys haven't tuned in to – Trey, great Twitter follow. I I made the leap. Uh, and the No Dunks crew, man, uh, they're going to give you better NBA news than me. I'm just being honest. So uh, thank you. Enjoy the light show. Are we going to get any pics? Uh, guaranteed you'll be seeing an Instagram picture a little bit later uh, this week. So tune into my Instagram, at Trey Kirby, if you want to see a picture of a beautiful ice goddess covered in twinkling lights. Uh I know I do. Um, Trey, thank you so much, man. Enjoy. Thanks for having me, man. Boo. <laughs> uh, thank you to Taco Trey Kirby. Go tweet at him and say, loved you on Wake and Jake. Thank you're hot. You're hotter than the Dallases. Tweet something like that at him. A uh, lot of fun. Really just same, same as same as same. Fun, sports, good times. Uh, so go, go give him some love, Bakers. Go bake, <laughs> go bake, Trey Kirby. <laughs> I like saying that. I like saying that a lot. Um, let's do some comment of the day real quick. Last we talked to you, uh, Erod had just signed. That was kind of the news. I read the news today. Oh boy. Um, Austin Brown, Bucks fan. Bucks losing against Washington is exactly what I thought was going to happen. Going to happen in the playoffs Interesting So I wonder if that's a spin of Kind of getting a scary loss out of the way If that wakes them up Or I don't know I guess we'll find out Find out about the Bucks a little bit in a couple weeks uh, Jacob Conrad As a Cowboys fan and a Texas Tech student is an awesome weekend of football And with Dallas facing off with Mahomes this weekend I kind of win no matter how that game goes That's what I'm talking about That's That's how you interpret sports and everyone has their own sports weekend. Uh, so thank you guys for baking the algorithm. Appreciate you all day, every day. We're up to four, six, three subs. Sneaking up on that five. Uh, so appreciate you guys. Uh, subscribe, follow, all that good jazz. Uh, bro of the night. Do you have bro of the night, BPD? Uh, nothing I feel crazy strong about, mm. but we... Uh... And we just talked to, to Trey about basketball, and I'm, I'm looking there, trying to see some recent highlights. I mean, uh, I think I'll go Cade Cunningham. His most mm. recent game at the time of recording, he goes 25-8-8. Eight, and eight. That's a real line. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he's had, I think he's, after the very slow start, missed the first few games entirely. Uh, Yeah, it looks like he's looking closer to what, what everyone was hoping to see uh, as the number one pick this year. I uh, how about this? I'll go back to Brandon Belt. Uh, talk about him a lot when I can on talking baseball. Career twenty seven WAR, like that's a very real career. <laughs> that's a very real career. Uh, all of it has been in San Francisco. Uh, 
two World Series, one All-Star game, yeah. Uh, the stat I keep bringing up, his last 148 games, 285 batting average, 393 OBP, 988 OPS. It's a 165 OPS plus. That's uh, That's crazy. He just... He's got another 18.4 mil going to his bank account, so good for him. And staying on a team. Yeah, and he's putting up that career worth, you know, some some noteworthy injury histories. Not, uh, he's, he's had several less than 100 game seasons, less than 120, I guess would be the number to throw out there. It's been like half his year. So there's an element of like, oh, when he's healthy, he like really, really, really produces. Yeah. Uh, and put up that war at that position too where – like defensively, you're not getting much help from a war standpoint. I don't know. Like you, Brandon Belt. Yeah, and it's uh, I I guess Brandon Belt is an example of like guys like that should stay with the same team. Like that's good. He's a good ball player. San Francisco likes him. He likes San Francisco. Um, similar career war to Justin Morneau, Jose Abreu. I think yeah. we keep those guys mentally in different categories than Brandon Belt. He's um, out on the West Coast, which doesn't help at least us specifically. It's like not far off from Tino. Like, I know war's not everything, blah, blah, blah. But I think if Brandon Belt was a Met, Yankee, Red Sox, yeah. you'd you'd like him a little more. So like, like obviously everybody wants like the superstar superstars, and we need more of them staying in one place sure. their whole careers too. But like the that like upper middle class of of player Trev mentioned the middle classes who like CBA stuff, right? Um, like this uh, that like one tick above that even nice to have more more stabilizing names there across the league. Gus, that'd be, that'd be sure. cool. Uh, Gardy, Gardy, kind of Brandon Bell, figure it out. Three point five. Eddie Rosario should have stayed a, a twin. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything else, PBD? I think that's it. I think we're good. I think this ends up being a, a good length episode. Again, t- tweet at Taco Trey Kirby. Um, hot. Hotter than the Dallases. Hope he enjoyed his trip to the, was it the Arboretum? What was it? The Botanical. Botanical Gardens. I always confuse those. Um, and enjoy your weekend. And we'll uh, we'll probably get you one app next week for Thanksgiving as it becomes a... Uh, a holiday week. So thank you guys. Enjoy your weekend and we uh we'll catch up with ya. We'll catch up with ya. Oh watch everything on the John Boy Media Network. Compound. First video. Yeah. First video. Mansplain baseball. Chris Rose rotation. Mitch Hanniger. Pretty cool. JJR yesterday. Myself, BBD and Jolly Olive. Baseball lineup with zoo animals, talking Knicks, talking Nets, talking baseball, sports. Sure, Farm to Fame did something. Farm to Fam. So many people. Kelsey and Peter. Big network. Shea Station? Oh, yeah.